If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside Podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day to day routine, there's something for everyone. You pack up your bags and head to the most remote island in the world. You can't stop jumping for joy, knowing you'll have an island all to yourself. Destination Bouvet, the loneliest place on earth. There's no airport on the island, so all those who have a fear of flying can just relax. This lonely island is located in the Atlantic Ocean between South Africa and Antarctica and is frozen all over. It's uninhabited, so there aren't any humans for at least 1,400 miles from here. And even though you won't find any coffee shops or theaters, the island hosts a decent number of animals, like seals, birds, and penguins. And no, there aren't any forests or jungles, but you can find some moss and lichen. Right now, you're on a ship wearing a thick jacket and cupping hot tea in your hands. It's been days since you left the coast of South Africa. Finally, you see the island out in the distance. Many frozen cliffs surround it, so it's really difficult to scale it. Maybe a helicopter could do the trick. The place was pretty popular back in the day and was named three times since its discovery. But not even the smallest piece of land goes homeless for long. So Norway decided to keep it. They even gave it its own internet domain, .bv. But no one has created any websites under it yet. As of now, the place is mainly used by scientists to study whale migration. Tristan de Cunha is a small volcanic island in the Atlantic. It's quite lonely too. But this time, you can actually find some settlers. Its closest neighbors are Buenos Aires in Argentina and Cape Town in South Africa, both of which are more than a thousand miles away. Just like Bouvet, this place doesn't have an airport. You could catch a ship from Cape Town instead for a seven-day voyage costing you between $800 to $1,500. Be prepared for a long visit. These ships don't come and go every day. You may find yourself booking a place for an entire month before going back home. There's no mistaking this place with its giant 6,700-foot volcanic cone, which actually erupted in the 1960s. Luckily, they were able to evacuate everyone to a neighboring island in time. This little piece of land is home to no more than 280 people and has its own decent economy to sustain itself. About 1,300 miles south is St. Helena, a more vibrant and hip island because, guess what, it has an airport. Planes fly all the way from South Africa once a week. But there's a trick. Pilots have to be specially trained to land in the mountaintop airport. The country is smaller than Rhode Island, the smallest state in the U.S. But what it lacks in real estate, it makes up for in its rich history. Napoleon spent his final years on the island, and it's also home to the oldest tortoise in the world. Population here doesn't exceed 5,000 people who love to enjoy the beach and the amazing highland scenery. In 1790, a group of British and Tahitian sailors reached a chain of islands in the South Pacific in the middle of nowhere. Seeing as they were stuck and loving the isolation, they decided to create a settlement on one of them. Later, these land spots would be called Pitcairn Islands, and still, only one would be left inhabited. The population? 50 people. You can find a mix of cultures between British, Polynesian, and other Pacific Islanders thriving and living life to the fullest. And why wouldn't they? All four islands have incredible subtropical climates and rich volcanic soil for crops and vegetation. 
In 2016, it was labeled the world's second largest marine protected area. Be prepared for a long sea voyage if you plan on paying a little visit. You can catch a ride on a supply ship that hosts 12 passengers each trip. 2,500 miles off Africa, in the southern part of the Indian Ocean, you'll find Amsterdam Island. No, the capital of the Netherlands didn't pack up and sail away. This remote island is home to an extinct volcano that rises to about 3,000 feet, and the place itself is only as big as a mall. There are no permanent residents, but it hosts scientists and a research facility, around 30 people. All the way north is the Norwegian archipelago of Svalbard. Seems calm and peaceful, with people enjoying their days. Except, wait, get back inside. This place is known as Polar Bear Island, where the bear population outnumbers the human one. You may arrive by plane or ship, but either way, you'd be getting a breathtaking view of snowy mountains and cute, colorful buildings. Despite the curious bears, people have been able to maintain a stable life there and the island is actually home to many nationalities from over 50 different countries. Svalbard welcomes anyone to stay and live without a visa, as long as they have some place to stay and a job to make a living. It's located roughly 500 miles north of Norway in the Arctic Ocean. But where isn't the only tough question. It's when you go, too. If you're not a nocturnal type, then consider going there in the bright half of the year where you could experience sunlight nearly all day, every day. Because during the other half of the year, there's total darkness. But you'll get to witness some beautiful northern lights right above you for quite a while. Svalbard is considered the most northern settlement in the world and actually has the most northern university as well. Because of the permafrost, life isn't easy here, which means they get most of their stuff on ships from abroad. But that didn't stop the dwellers from having the Global Seed Vault to host almost 1 million seeds from around the world as a backup, in case crops can't grow anymore. Off the coast of Chile is the easternmost presence of Polynesian culture. 2,300 miles west of South America and 1,200 miles away from Pitcairn Islands, the most famous island inhabitants are known around the world for their huge heads. Yeah, those heads. More than 600 are scattered across Easter Island, but archaeologists dug deeper and discovered that their bodies are buried beneath the ground. The island is also known as Rapa Nui, or the Great Rapa. It doesn't have white sandy beaches, but the dry sunny spots and amazing ashen cliffs were formed by the lava from volcanoes. North Sentinel Island is a beautiful paradise with just one problem. No one is allowed to enter it. There's a native tribe living there, untouched by any outside civilization, and everyone decided to keep it that way. Over the last 200 years, several dozen people were able to get a hands-on experience with the islanders. But let's just say it didn't end well. It's even completely off any shipping route to avoid contact. Ten years ago, a study indicated there could be between 80 to 150 people on North Sentinel. But there really is no way of telling, since that number could be as low as 15, or even exceeding 500 people. They're so isolated that the people in the neighboring open islands don't understand the Sentinelese language. Some researchers were able to pick up little snippets of their lifestyle. They live in huts with slanted roofs and fire pits facing each other. They have a healthy seafood diet and live on fruits that grow on the island. There isn't any harbor, but soft sandy beaches as far as the eye can see. Too bad we can't get in. Tuvalu is a young island country in the west central Pacific made up of nine small coral islands 
placed in a chain-like formation. The main island is only a few miles long and is so narrow at times, you can ride a motorbike with ocean waves striking on either side. It's pretty rare to see cars around as well. The locals are mainly of Polynesian descent and speak Tuvaluan, but you can easily get around with English. The country has an airport, but when there are no flights, the entire landing strip turns into a football field and playground for everyone to enjoy. Despite not having many tourists, Tuvalu is known around the world for its own web domain, .tv, which it leased to a Canadian television company. Makes sense to me.